Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for the last few weeks. The response has been crazy, the amount of shares, the amount of DMs and stuff like that. So thank you so much. This episode this week is with Rebecca O'Rourke. Rebecca is an online coach and former PT based down in Cork. Uh, she's a social media influencer and owner of Team Roar. She's just back from her solo traveling in Bali. And I'm looking at I'm looking at her now on the camera, and she has some tan. I'm quite jealous of it. Uh, I think why so many people kind of lean in towards you and kind of are drawn into yourself, uh, Rebecca, is that you're you're you the message that you give out, and it's kind of you want women to be strong, you want women to be true to themselves. So thank you so much for coming on to the, the podcast today. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, how are you feeling after your little little health scare over in Bali? First of all, um, well, the health scare only lasted about three days, so that I was so so happy. Like last year, I got dengue fever when I was in Thailand. Um, I ended up being in hospital over there for two days, and then when I got home, I was in hospital for two weeks, and then had to take a month out of work. So um, when they told me I had it this time, it was just such a scare. But I only actually was sick for about two days, so I was delighted. Yeah, that's all. It was more fear that they wouldn't let me fly home, really. That was kind of why I was so afraid. Yeah, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary getting the second time as well, particularly with that kind of that kind of fever and stuff. And how have you, have you got, have you got back into a routine yet or back into a training routine? No, absolutely no training routine whatsoever. I kind of said I'd give myself a week to just like come home. I want to see my family, chill, and like not be under any pressure to get to the gym every day. Because I was training while I was there anyway for the month. So like it wasn't, I hadn't taken four weeks away from the gym and was rushing home to it or anything. So I plan on starting back now Monday. Awesome. It was nice to have the week. I definitely missed the already. A week off, Jesus, you wouldn't. It's mad how much you'd miss it even in the week, like. Yeah, I found myself when I came back that I literally did nothing for a week, and then I felt like crap for the for the next week. I just had I couldn't eat enough food, so I yeah. literally had no energy, and I was trying to kind of yeah. get back into a routine with kind of the face to face clients and stuff like that. I and this is the first week I've been back two and a half weeks now, three weeks, and this is the first week I've actually prop, properly felt myself and been able to eat properly um because i wasn't able yeah, to... it's the eating like everything is completely thrown like your eating is gone and like i'm just like craving a bit of sunshine i'm only home a week and i'm like why is it raining why is it so cold and my dressing like is am i supposed to still be in bali like people are looking at me does this one even know what country she's in at all <laughs> dresses and sandals and it's absolutely lashing rain outside like it's crazy like it's no, not... not not back to reality at all <laughs> And uh, tell us your story and how you kind of got into the whole fitness realm itself. Um, okay, so I started in the fitness industry through competing. So I did that for about a year and a half. And then I went and studied in Dublin with Image Fitness. And then from there, I started teaching my own classes. In I was living in Carlow at the time. So I started teaching classes there. Um, I was at that for a couple of months and just before I left I had started doing um, one-to-one personal training so I was actually at the time I was offered to buy the gym that I was working in um, and I kind of thought about it for two weeks or whatever and I just decided I needed a change so 
I moved to Cork and I set up Team Arawar and I've been doing that now for three years. So I started um, doing just one-to-one PT. Then I started doing group group training, which is probably like three people max, but still personal training. I wasn't doing it. Um, and then because I'm from Kerry, a lot of people wanted me to train them. So I decided that on a Saturday I would go to Tralee and do personal training there. But um, after a while, I just couldn't. Um, I couldn't do PT all week in car, like 14, 15 clients Monday to Friday, and then go to Tralee. So that's kind of why I started online then, so that I could help more people outside of car. So I was doing that then, both both of them together for about twelve months. And then I just decided that I wanted to do online full-time because I can help more people and it also gives me time to like have my own life outside of work as a PT. Um, it's not easy to have one life and not at the same time. Yeah, it, it is. It's tough to kind of juggle having a social life, juggle having relationships and stuff like that. Like it's an, it's an unbelievable job that you get to help so many people. But it it's it's not it's not a sexy lifestyle that most people think it is. And do you kind of miss the face to face interaction? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, as I was saying, I had clients with me for like two years or more, and you get so used to it. Like they all became my friends. Like they were all similar age to me or a bit younger, and like I was with them. Most people who trained with me, it was three days a week is how I worked it. So like seeing the same people for three days a week for two years, like you definitely miss it. And I like I still miss it now. It's great having like a life again, like I can get up and not have to like set my alarm from five and then work all day. Like I just felt so exhausted. But like you do miss the interaction with people. You get so used to seeing them all the time and it's just like it's a huge change. Like absolutely going from full-time PT in the gym and having that routine that you're up and going to work every day whereas now like my hours are much more flexible but it gives me more time to work on other projects which will then in turn like it will allow me to help more people but it also gives me time to focus on myself as well which is the part I love. That's awesome that's awesome and you wouldn't have got to go to Bali if you were still doing face-to-face probably so. Exactly yeah. And have you got yeah, 100%. things like that? Like I want to do, I want to do more retreats. I want to do more group coaching. I want to like, I want to basically create a forum like online where I feel motivated. Like that they have a place to go, and it's not like obviously with PT you can help a lot of the people, but like you can only help so much. So there's only so many hours in the day, obviously, when you're doing uh one-to-one personal training where you can help people. So, like, my end goal with all of this is to have an online forum where women can just go in the morning or whenever, whenever they need motivation, and then every, all the information that they could possibly need is there, as well as having, like, hundreds and hundreds of other people more than likely in the same boat as them that they can chat about. Like, for most women, it's a lack of motivation. Like, you can give all the the tools like all the information they need about a calorie deficit or a surplus or training videos or whatever but most people are just looking for motivation or accountability or just to know that when they're having a shit day that someone else is in the same position and that they can talk about it like that's that's what i offer at the moment to my online clients 
but again, I want to bring it onto a bigger scale whereby I can help a lot more people at the same time. And do you have like a Facebook group at the minute or do you have a WhatsApp group or how does it work for your clients at the minute? So at the moment, it's all through WhatsApp and email. So there's weekly check-ins, but I, I talk to my clients during the week then on WhatsApp. But at the moment, I don't have um, any sort of group for my online clients. And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. So right now, I'm nearly probably another month, I would say, of having my new program coming out. So what that will be is the group aspect. So I had a group for my PT clients and then my online clients were completely separate. Whereas now, because I don't have the PT side, I want my online to be that group. Like, I want them to all be able to talk to each other. So when someone new signs up to one of my programs, I want to be able to put them into an already created group where they can have other people in the same boat as them to talk to on a daily basis outside of, like, just me. That's a... Like, there's only so many people I can talk to, even when you're doing online. Like, even though you can help more... You still can't have like hundreds upon hundreds of clients all WhatsApping you at the same time. So this will be like a place where the information is there. It's all posted. It's somewhere that they can just go. Like there'll be numerous different workouts that if they just don't want to do a certain like leg routine that I've given them for that day. This place will be somewhere with like weekly challenges. They can just go in, pick a challenge, go to the gym, get it done in half an hour. And that's it. So they'll always have various different options for the gym for food people to talk to like different motivational platforms that they can just reach to every day it's a really clever idea it's a really really clever idea yeah i'm really, I'm really excited about this one now i think it's going to be good it's kind of what i feel like i've been missing since i started like it's the pt is great because my clients got to see me every day and they could ask me so many questions face to face and like I knew everything about them so that was easy whereas with the uh, with online and I feel like online for everyone they don't have enough um like one-to-one obviously you're not going to have one-to-one like chatting to an online coach all the time that's just not the way it works whereas I want people to have that but not for her to just be me like I want them to know that other people who are just starting out like it's it's fine for me to give advice, but I'm four or five years into the gym already. So this would be somewhere where, like, a girl has never been to the gym before. She's absolutely no idea what she's doing. And she's going to be in a group with other girls who are in the exact same position as she is. So it would be even more helpful for her to be in a group like that. And how did you find the kind of the, doing the check-ins and stuff like that it's when you were away? Fine. Bali is such an unreal place for, like, everyone is working. Like, I met very, very few people who were actually there on a holiday. Like, most people that I spoke to were there working online. A lot of online coaches, there was a lot of people doing, like, photography, marketing. Like, and it was just, it was so easy. Like, you're getting up for breakfast, and no matter what cafe you go to, probably half the people there are working on their laptop. Yeah, I found that as well when we were when we were in Phuket. Like, there'll probably be kind of people, like, two or three hours a day or four hours a day kind of in the in the restaurant area and then the rest of the time they'll just be at the pool it's yeah. it's a nice it's a nice world if you can get it and what was kind of the best thing you did when you were traveling um well for me i wasn't going to bali to kind of see as much as bali as possible like i was going as a gap between finishing pt and going full swing into 
full-time online creating new programs like I know as of Monday like my workload is going to go through the roof because I have so many things on the go at the moment that I need to finalize so like I went over there to just switch off really um after just a crazy few years so for me actually like coming home and I feel so much calmer like I don't feel like I need to be on work mode all the time so I definitely like learned a lot from other people I met out there that they work a lot, but they also make time for themselves and to make sure that they have a life like outside of work. Like I was at a point where I just felt like I was team or war, nothing else. Like there was no, like, what do I do for myself outside of work? There, there was nothing really. So like going to Bali and switching off, I is definitely like I, when I went forward to work on, I definitely worked on it. And in the last week, then my friend actually came over to me last minute. She decided she was going to fly out. So I spent the last kind of seven days um, doing the Bali, kind of touring around, like going to the swings and the whatever. We Like we did loads in the last week. But the first three weeks were very much me like chilling, eating good, training twice a day in a CrossFit gym because like I want to do CrossFit full time now. And I wanted to go to like a proper CrossFit gym where that's all like that's all they do. It's a it's a fully um like CrossFit only gym, which I loved. It was so good. It was so tough, but so good. Like that's what that's exactly the training I want to start doing um now. And how how many days a week are you kind of or when you get back into routine? How many days a week are you going to plan to train? kind of saying that you were kind of traveling on your own anyway for the first like three weeks before your friend went over what was the best thing that you did or what was the any advice for anyone that's kind of look, going to to travel on their own anyone any advice for them um well for me I was like I was so afraid to go by myself like I've never gone on holidays by myself like even like probably 12 months ago the thoughts of sitting down having a coffee on my own was the scariest thing ever where it's just over time I learned that like you can't be with somebody all the time so for me solo travel was I wanted to do it by myself it wasn't for me it wasn't a case of there was no one to go so I said here I'm going to go on my own like I wanted to go by myself so it was just unreal doing things like on my own time like if I wanted a lie-in I had a lie-in if I wanted to go to some a different cafe every hour for the day I just that's what I did I didn't have to ask anyone else like what they wanted to do but I would say that if for like most people when I'm getting in like when I came home I did a, a, a Q&A on Instagram and most girls who want to go are just too afraid like they're just afraid of traveling by themselves taxis on their own like a flight on their own but it was actually so fine like the first probably five days when I got there I was just in complete meltdown. I was like, surely I'm not in Bali by myself. Who am I supposed to talk to? Like looking around, booked into a fab hotel when I got there. And I was just sitting there like, who, who's coming for dinner with me? Like, who I want to go for a cocktail. Who am I supposed to bring? But then after a couple of days, 
you start to meet people and then you meet their friends and then it's just before you know what you're sitting at dinner with 20 people and then you know 20 more people like i was i was after a month i was definitely ready to come home but like i mean you could absolutely go over there and just decide to stay on like you'd have a whole new group of friends within a month within two weeks even and like the scary part is then over like after a week i was definitely so fine like once you meet once you meet any small group of people at all that you can like arrange to meet for lunch or whatever every couple of days it's so fine yeah i found, I found that when i went over because i bottled going travel on my by myself in november i had my flights booked and everything and then i just bottled it oh, in really? october i i majorly bottled it uh, and then <laughs> I, was, I, I, yeah. I, I look back at it now as like after going to, I went with one of the girls that I used to work with and then I even tried to extend my stay over but where I was where, where I'm working now I wasn't able to um, yeah. so she stayed over there uh, but like you find a community that you meet people Is she out. Still there now? yeah I think she I think she may be back since Sunday I don't even know what day it is I think she's either back this week or she was back last week so she stayed over for a month before her visa ran out so she 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 was training over there in Unit Twenty Seven, and she decided to stay over because she met loads of people she wants to to kind of have to stay over with. And uh, there was loads of Irish over there, which was scary. There's yeah. actually more Irish than. She's loving her life anyway. Been able to extend. Yeah. Loving her life, I think. Yeah, I was quite jealous. And then I had a bit. I uh, Karma was trying to tell me something when I was coming home with three cancelled flights. Uh, oh, shit. You yeah. should have stayed. I should have stayed. I should have stayed. I know, like, couple of weeks, it would have been weeks. Exactly. I, may, I actually may have got a tan then. Everyone I met in um, Valley was the same. Like, it all kind of just went for two or three weeks. And then, like, I met one fellow over there, and he was like, yeah, I came over for two weeks, and I'm here now, like, seven months. Just loving life. It's, I, I... Works for himself. Um, works for himself. He's a photographer. So he got like a job doing uh, photography for a couple of the beach clubs and he just does like photo shoots in for a couple of the shops in Changu and it was just weak, like no intention of going home at all. Some, uh, yeah, when you can do it, everyone can definitely do it. It's just making it work for you and it's also just having kind of the the kind of the stone the kind of the balls to do it as well which is which is yeah. which is the, it was the thing that scared me the most is kind of being in my own company but after kind of being over there and kind of taking a bit of time to myself it's it's I'm more comfortable in my own company now so I think I think I yeah. could do it now if I was to do it and did you learn anything about yourself while you were kind of traveling on your own or did you manage to completely turn off or anything like that I definitely, I definitely managed to switch off and I definitely feel a lot better since I'm home. Like, even my friends are saying that I'm much calmer. Like, I am on all the time. Like, from the minute I wake up, I'm like, what do I need to do? Another job, another list, like, to-do list coming out of my eyes. Whereas I can actually just, like, meet my friends for lunch and leave my phone down, which I just couldn't do at all. And it's such a bad habit. Like, I hate this. I hated meeting a friend for lunch or whatever. And for them to be like, Rebecca, are you going to join in the conversation or are you just going to be on your phone the whole time? And it's shit. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't want to be that person who is just living on their phone 24-7 and not being able to actually, like, have a discussion with someone that's sitting right there in front of you. So, like, it definitely helped me that way. Apps like people, like, I met a few people over there at the very start and I was on the phone and they were like, they would say this, but I didn't even know them. They were like, are you going to put your phone away or, like, are you going to chat with us? And I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm so rude. But my friends are just so used to me. They were like, they throw the ice. Whereas these people, 
I barely knew they were like pulling me on it, you know, saying, right, join in, put your phone in your bag, you're in Bali, like you could talk to whoever tomorrow. So it's just so good, like. It is. It's also the fact that you don't have Wi-Fi in a lot of the places. Is that you I have Wi-Fi everywhere. Did you? I turned mine off just like expect we could have got it at the pool if we need be but I was kind of like if I'm at the pool I'm either going to leave my phone in my room or I'm going to turn off the wi-fi so I can either listen to podcasts or download a podcast and then stay away from Instagram because Instagram yeah. is so easy to get sucked into and literally just watch other people's lives it's so easy yeah uh, oh it's so easy and when you're at the other side of the world like why in the name of God if you're in Bali for however many weeks or wherever like the last thing you should be doing is scrolling on Instagram looking at someone you've just left yesterday at home in wherever like if i'm here in cork day and i go to bali and i'm in bali looking at someone in cork's feeds like it just makes no sense like that's why i i brought a book so that i could leave my phone um away from me like i didn't have to have my phone to read the book or to listen to the podcast or whatever it was just very much like i brought my bag i had my phone in it over in the corner and it was like me the book in the pool chilling once you do it a couple of times then it becomes normal like i was like the first like few times i was like oh my god where's my phone i need it if someone messaged me like this could be crucial but like it's actually there's not there's nothing crucial at all like what message can you get that with it like they can't wait an hour and that's i mean that's everything yeah yeah that that is that is the truth uh and i know i've kind of maybe found that particularly with kind of the clients and stuff like that because i'm so hands-on with the clients is that if they were if they message me I almost need to take a step back a little bit. Uh, yeah. And sometimes they need to figure it out themselves, particularly if they're out for meals and they're unsure what's on the menu or they're not unsure about certain foods. It's important for them mm-hmm. to kind of realize it themselves rather than kind oh, of me. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, some, like I've had clients who, like, over... Clients that are new to me, I wouldn't be saying, oh, figure it out yourself. But, like, I've had girls with me two years and they're like, they'd ask me a question 20 times and they know the answer. It's just because I'm always on my phone. They know they can just send me a quick voice note. Oh, Rebecca will show me. Whereas, like, I won't always be there, like, on that minute to tell them, like, what grams to use or, like, an alternative for something they don't have. And especially when I told them, like, 10 plus times, they know. So, like, it was good for them as well for me. Like, do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't rely on someone all the time. Like, when I, I remember when I had a quote starting out, I was the greatest plague. Like, a hundred questions a minute, and if I didn't get a reply, I was like, this it can't be real. Like, surely I'm not here expected to figure this out on my own. But, like, you have to. Yeah, big it's time. Bad. You have to learn as you go. Like, that's what I'm telling my clients all in the last, like, couple of months. Learn as you go. Ask me a million questions, but then, like, work with those answers. Do you know what I mean? Don't ask me the same question next week, because you know it. And it just makes them too reliant on me as well. Like, my PT clients were with me like most like every single client I had towards the end was with me at least a year and like I'd say right we're doing deadlifts and they'd look at me as if to say how do you set up a deadlift should they know well how to set it up only they were so used to me coming in and doing it all and like then when I was finishing I was like right you two weeks now and I'm gone go over there and set up the squat rack and they were looking at me like is this a joke Rebecca are you serious like how am I supposed to do that so yeah learning learning curve for everyone I think Big time, big time. And have you done CrossFit? Have you, you've, you've done CrossFit in Rondelos and stuff like that. Have you done much of it in, back in Ireland or anything like that? Um, No, not enough. Anyway, like I wanted to, I want to do CrossFit full time now. I would like to compete in some, like some sort of competition within the next 12 months. But um, 
nothing nothing major at all like I was doing a lot of CrossFit on my own just from like what I'd see online and stuff but I haven't had anyone to actually train me or be involved in like CrossFit classes or anything so that's what I'm looking into now at the moment I want to get a good coach even if it's like an online coach I don't mind um I feel like after being over in Wanderlust that I'm okay with technique and stuff um I had a couple of PTs and that over there for things I wasn't sure of. But I want to get, like, I want to start fully into a program. Whereas, whereas by I'm progressing weekly on, like, a lot of the movement. Yeah, no. Same way I did with bodybuilding. Like, when I started out bodybuilding at the very start, I didn't have a clue. And I went off a program. And I was so, so strict on my program. Like, I had Monday was for this, Tuesday was for this. And, like, that was probably two years of me being that strict. Whereas then when like the business just got so busy and my own training kind of started to go, like I haven't really had a proper 100% structured routine for a good at least a year. Like. Oh, really? Yeah. It's very much kind of whatever I feel like on the day. I the sessions are still tough. Like they are tough, but they're not. Like I wouldn't be going in expecting to have progressed on anything major because I'm not putting enough time into like specific movements. Yeah, I'd work differently. I literally have to have my program set for me. So I'm working with a coach from the UK and I literally have to have my program set for me. And it's, it is literally the accountability part and it literally is seeing progression. But my biggest issue is I can't eat enough food. Uh, my, oh, really? my metabolism is quite quick and I won't allow me to. Okay. So I was talking to a bodybuilder in our gym this morning. She's just back from the Europeans and she was saying that she was heavier than me, lean. And that really embarrassed me. So she was wow. she was seventy six lean and I'm seventy five. I literally I'm 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 very I I struggle to put on weight a lot. Like I'm at my heaviest, I was eighty five kilos with man boobs and everything. So my issue is going the other way of kind of put on the putting on the little bit of muscle, putting on a little bit of fat and kind of being scared of how the, the whole uh body dysmorphia kind of man boob kind of side things again so i need to work on that uh and i know okay. a lot, i know it's kind of weird sometimes kind of hearing from a male side of things and i know females struggle with it as well have you ever had any issues with that yourself or have you what's your kind of thought process on how like in terms in terms of like doing a bulk is it a yeah like bulk and kind of being more? prepared to get fluffy as they say yeah um i don't i wouldn't struggle with it now because i've done it a few times yeah. and I I always keep cardio in like I've never had to do a bulking phase where I've gained a lot of body fat but I remember when I did my first one like when I started um for competing I did a 16 week cut like that was the very first thing I did with like the gym and being on a nutrition plan and I started a cut so from day one I was used to weekly getting leaner so then when that phase was over I did two shows and then I, my next show was Europeans. So I actually had to work on building muscle. So I had to be in a surplus. And I remember feeling like every week checking in, getting, like having more body fat. And it was just soul destroying. Like you'd work for so long to like see abs and more definition. And like you're taking a video in the gym and you're like, oh my God, look how lean my back is or whatever. And then the next phase is like, okay, I'm actually gaining weight. Where's all my definition going? Well, like, why don't I have abs anymore? But like, I, you need an end goal. That's what I find helped me. Like, I knew that I only had X amount of weeks of going through this. 
and then I was going to be going back to a cutting phase, which was going to bring me to like where I wanted to be, leaner, abs out. That's what I wanted at that time. Whereas now, if I was to do it now, I feel like I'd actually welcome it because I haven't done it in so long. Like my thing has been kind of like maintaining muscle mass I already have. Um, and then when I came back from Thailand last year, because I lost so much weight when I was sick, I had to go back to um, a bulking phase, but it was nowhere near the calories I was on before. Because like I had I had finished a cut um, on probably 1,200-ish calories, and then I was just uh, maintaining on like 1,600, 1,700. So bulking was going up. Whereas the bulk for me this time was actually just eating. Like I just had to, like if I could get in a thousand calories in the day, I was doing very well because I had been eating nothing. Like literally water was a struggle. So um, that was probably for about three months. And that's really the only kind of structured thing I've had. I did a six week strength program and while increasing calories. And that was just by myself. Like I didn't get a coach or anything. I did it all by myself which I find wasn't the best idea because even though I know what I'm doing, I didn't have anyone to keep me accountable. Yeah, the accountability part is kind of key. And that's one thing I've learned from working with a coach. I had a coach, for, I did a photo shoot back in November and I only gave myself 10 weeks to get ready for it. And I didn't realize how much I had to lose to get ready for it. Uh, and I look like something off a trucker box. Uh, well. Yeah, I lost 10 kilos in 10 weeks. I went down to 67 kilos in 10 weeks. Uh, when with... you're in that mindset, though, for like a shoot or a show, like you'll just do anything. Like I remember I used to do 90 minutes, 90 minutes, seven days a week, just walking on the treadmill. I I, I can't look at a tin of tuna or I can't look at egg whites. Oh, ever, oh I know the feeling. I can't if someone even asparagus on the table in front of me I'd have to run a mile it's so like I couldn't a dry chicken breast even I'm like lads get it away from me that a fool it's so it's so weird that you associate certain foods with certain things and like that was that was that was in hindsight I I'm glad I did it because I learned so much stuff about myself mentally and like I've probably only recovered from it probably about two months ago mentally because it kind of gave me uh, a bad feeling towards food and stuff like that have you got any advice for people that have been too strict on on their diets and all that kind of stuff and managing to have a social life i would tell anyone who struggles with um either being too strict on themselves binge eating anything like that get a coach who is more so into like flexible dieting like my clients from the second they start there's no restrictions. Like their calories, macros, it's all done for them. But if they if they check in with me on a Friday and say, Rebecca, look, I went out last night. It was my friend's birthday or at a wedding or whatever. Like I teach them how to just get back on track as opposed to being like, well, why did you eat that? You shouldn't have had that. Like, and if you're actually doing a photo shoot or a competition, there's no reason at all that you need to be 100% on track all the time like full of guilt and oh I had a slice of bread it's not the end of the world like if you have a slice of bread it's not, like that's not going to throw your progress so far away like that you should just give up and feel like shy about yourself because you failed you didn't like if I if I if I was to get a coach now and I said to him look I'm on a food plan whatever and I went down last night for my friend's birthday and my coach was like well Rebecca that's you failed the week 
I would be gone so fast. Like you can't, you can't expect people with kids and full time jobs, stressful lives, whatever, whatever, to stick to a one hundred percent plan all week for like they sign up for what sixteen weeks or whatever. Like you can't. There's no human that's going to be able to have an enjoyable life while sticking to a plan to the T all day every day. And have you got any advice for like I know my fitness pal is kind of like it's either people love it or they hate it. Have you got any kind of any advice for people that don't really feel comfortable tracking their food via that method? Any other tools and stuff that you that you can kind of talk about a little bit more? Well, what I feel is it's it's all a process. So like you need to learn what suits you. Like I know that I shouldn't drink milk at all. I shouldn't have coffees with milk in it. I just shouldn't. But I do the odd time. Like. I know it's not going to work for me. It's going to make me feel sick for about five hours. And I'm like, sure, here I go having a coffee. But some people can eat bread. Some people simply can't. Like, you need to know. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone bread is the devil. You can't have bread. If you want to lose weight, cut it out. Some people can have it and they'll get leaner every week. It's just completely down to you. Like, if you don't want to track your calories or use an app go on my fitness pal if you don't want to get a coach who's going to tell you to eat five meals a day and weigh your food you need to learn portion control you need to learn the foods that work for your body but like you need to be if you want to lose weight like you need to be in a deficit how are you going to like i feel as though it's more so an experience thing like if i if i wanted to lose weight tomorrow for a photo shoot and i wanted to get lean i would understand what I need to eat, the portion sizes, I have an idea of what times I need to kind of eat food to fuel my sessions, and I know for me. But someone starting out, it's like their chances are they're not going to know that. So I would say count, track your food for as long as you need to, to understand like what's going to work for your body. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think even if you even track for like three days, it's going to allow you to understand why you're actually eating. It's going to allow you to understand how many calories in a certain food. It's going to understand how many how much protein is in a certain food. Uh, and it's kind of key to educate yourself that way. And then if you don't feel comfortable down the line, there are other tactics, like as you said earlier, about sending pictures of your meals or other is kind of the handwritten diary and stuff like that. But that's also very difficult. It's kind of good to have it down written in black and white. And you're like, oh, crap, I've actually had four tubs of ben and jerry this morning for breakfast which, yeah. yeah so it's really well, good another thing the whole like healthy eating is a big one that i come across a lot like just because you think you're eating healthy that isn't going to ensure you lose weight or gain weight like i have clients who come to me and they're like i do crossfit or whatever five days a week i eat super healthy like all my meals are like really clean and whatever else and i'm not losing any weight and then i get them to write out what they're eating like just because it's healthy food like you can't eat 10 chicken fillets in the day and whatever else like six bowls of pasta and like you're not going to lose weight at all like five five positive sessions a week but you're eating three huge portions of pasta as well as like how much steak and like a protein bar but you're eating four of them a day protein bar isn't going to help help you lose weight just because it's a protein bar like it's just so many misconceptions about healthy food like healthy food still doesn't put you in a calorie deficit i think so you're not going to lose weight at the rate you want 
Yeah, I think that's that's key because I think even when I started to kind of get into fitness, that was the thing. Like I, I thought that I could eat as many chicken fillets, as many potatoes, whatever it was, as much as I wanted, and still kind of look lean or still look. And it's like after kind of educating myself and being able to kind of talk to people about it and stuff like that, it is literally calories in, re calories out. It is that simple, and so many people try to overcomplicate the whole thing. Yeah, uh, that is the problem. The complications, like the sums that I see on Instagram, and it's all like it sounds amazing. Like, don't get me wrong, it sounds amazing to see these scientific proof and this, that, and the other. But like, people don't understand that at all. Like, if you keep it in very, very simple terms, whereby they can just bring it into their daily life, they'll stick to it so much easier. Yeah, if you include a bit of protein, a bit of veg, and a little bit of carbs into your food. And you're not having if you have a massive plate if you've massive plates in your drawer at home, um, and you're filling that, that's gonna probably more than likely gonna be too much food for your plate. If you've got smaller plates and you fill those up, well then that's more than likely gonna be working towards you. There's a book called Slim by Design by Brian Wansick. Brian Wansink that kind of speaks about that and how to kind of design your house, design your kitchen, design your plates, and also goes into kind of little tips of kind of eating out in restaurants uh eating like in buffets and all that kind of stuff it's really interesting and i'd recommend it to you for it might give you some ideas for your clients and stuff like that like one of the biggest bits i took away was if you go into a restaurant and you eat up at the bar you're more than likely to eat more food but if you eat at the window because people will see you you'll eat less food yeah it's 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 so simple like that you're you're almost yeah. not, not ashamed but you're kind of more conscious of uh what you're eating um yeah so but even for me like when i was in when i was in bali like i spent four weeks training once at least once sometimes twice a day and i in the first two weeks i actually got leaner than when i had left and it was because like i was able to control my food so much more because i wasn't running around like a headless chicken every day i could actually like if i was training twice a day i'd eat a bit more food if i knew i was only going to train in the morning i wasn't eating like a huge lunch and a huge dinner and i wasn't snacking in between every meal but i was still eating really nice food like i was still i kind before i went over i kind of said do i want to like you know maintain shape do i want to eat all the valley food because it looks so nice on instagram and i just want to try all of it whereas you can actually do both like there's no reason when you're on holidays or if you go like away for the weekend or whatever like you can still train most hotels have a gym like every i've never been anywhere on holidays and there is the gym within walking distance from me like so you can absolutely like eat all the nice food and do a bit of training but just make sure that you're in some sort of a deficit or at least just in maintenance you don't have to like if you're having five cocktails a day your calories are going to be through through yeah like stay away from the being clad and are you track? do you track your calories at uh, when you're at the minute or are you kind of you can kind of count from having a look at them no i don't i haven't counted calories properly in jesus months like I just know myself now what what suits me, what doesn't. Um like that sure. I mean I shouldn't be drinking coffee at all. I don't like it kills me. Actually kills me, like the bloat, the pain, like no need and I still do it. And most people are like that. Like most people when they eat bread or 
whatever, a bit of pasta, and they know they're going to feel bloated and feel like shite, but you still want to eat it, so you're going to do it, like. Yeah, it's kind of like me and yogurt or cream. They're my two kryptonites. If I eat them, I feel like absolute crap. Uh, yeah, it's not ideal. No, like, I eat chorizo every day. No need. No need whatsoever for the amount of chorizo that I consume. Like, it's not normal at all. But uh, I'm still in a deficit. I'm still not, like, yeah, I eat. Like, I, it's mad when you put something on Instagram. People are like, oh, my God, like, how can you eat that? Everyone can eat whatever they want. You just need to have the rest of your food around it. Like, I could have a huge, big pasta full of cream, full of, like, treats or whatever. But, like, the rest, this, my food for the rest of the day is going to allow me to have that. Yeah, exactly. And I think people just need to kind of think of kind of less extreme dieting or restrictive dieting. Yeah. Because that, all, yeah, that exactly. can ultimately lead to binging. And binging is not going to get you anywhere but kind of either yo-yo dieting, leading to fad diets, mm-hmm. taking fat burners, all that kind of crap. If you can kind of have, like if you're, so, so what, this is being recorded on kind of a Friday. If people are going out for dinner tonight and if they know they're going to be kind of going out, kind of having a pizza or something like that, then just slightly reduce your calories tomorrow. And kind of think about it then. Enjoy your night out. Enjoy your kind of meal out with your friends or whatever. And then kind of reduce your calories tomorrow. That's and kind of like even just don't even maybe even don't don't even have a breakfast. And kind of just have your lunch and your dinner. And that could be one way. But what I say to my clients is if they only go out once every blue moon. Like go out and drink whatever you want. You won't be out again for God knows how long. Have whatever drink is your favourite. If you want to get takeaway on the way home, get it. But if you're someone who goes out every single weekend and like that's your thing, you work Monday to Friday and then you go out every Saturday night, you need to learn how to be a bit more strict. Like if you're going to be having whatever cocktails you want with a takeaway and probably a fry up the next day or whatever, and that's every week, then you need to like really start tracking and like focusing on better options and whatever. It's all, it's all relative to the person. Like, when I'm at home now, like, I won't go on a night out for God knows how long. So when I was in Bali, if someone said to me, oh, do you want to get a pina colada or there's 3,000 calories in it? Sure, I was like, yes, give me three of them. I didn't <laughs> care. Like, I knew when I got home, I'd be back to my five litres of water, no cocktails. And, like, so it's fine. Like week it. in the sun is going to kill your yearly progress. But if you're gone for, like, in Bali, like, when I was there four weeks... I couldn't like not train and have all the cocktails and eat what I want and come home. So I would have felt like absolute shite when I came home. Yeah, no, I yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you, and it's 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 so interesting that you're kind of putting out the same message that I'm trying to put out as well. I think there's so much bullshit out there. There's so many of these fad diets. There's so many of these people that are just oh, getting okay. paid to put these stupid Herbalife or one of these other companies that sells shite to people it's 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 just annoying at this stage and like you're kind of talking about kind of going out and stuff like that and kind of links in with the kind of the next question is kind of like summer's around the corner have you kind of got any advice for anyone that's kind of looking to start to get into the gym uh or kind of get into the fitness realm to kind of like fit into like their bikini or kind of like their their shorts for the summer to get onto the beach um what would i say any amount of time that you can dedicate to eating better and training between now and whenever your holidays, you're going to feel better. Like I have clients that start with me and they're like, Rebecca, okay, I want to sign up for X amount of weeks, but I'm going on a holiday in three weeks. Is there anything at all I can do? Like, will I eat 500 calories? I starve myself. You don't have to do that at all. Like if you start your plan as normal, 
you're going to, in three weeks' time, you're going to be less bloated, which is the first thing you're going to feel so much better in your bikini. You might not have lost all the weight you want to lose, but you're still going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to just feel more excited then for your holiday. And you're going to look forward to getting right back on track when you get home. So what I would say is if you're at a point where you just don't feel one bit comfortable in a bikini and you're going on holidays or you're just going to be at home, but you know it's, you're going to be in like weather for bikinis or whatever, a dress you want to fit into, just start either a plan with a coach. If you have no idea at all what you're doing, get a coach. Like I don't know how to do makeup and if I'm going on a night out and want to look unreal, I'm not going to do my own makeup. I'm going to pay someone else who's very good at this to make me feel good. The same thing with a coach. Like if you're following a hundred different fitness Instagrams, and chances are you're going to get a hundred different outlooks on the same thing. So that's why people are so confused because a hundred people are telling them a completely different story, and they're like, "Which which one should I follow?" So they're taking pieces from all the different people, and then they're ending up with absolutely no results at all. So you're better off kind of going with one person following their methods. If that works for you, perfect. If it doesn't, go on to the next person. Use another coach. Or maybe if, if you don't have money to pay for a coach, just decide on one person that you think their methods suit you and your lifestyle and go with what they are saying. Like most people who are doing this for a living know what they're doing, you'd hope. So just kind of follow one of them. and just start tracking food i have clients two weeks in they feel like completely different people they're going on holidays or whatever and they just felt like shite and within two weeks they feel amazing like you don't you don't have to be shredded abs out to go on holidays and feel good at like at all none at all i met two of my online clients in in bali they were in wanderlust training not in a million years they said would they have gone to a near gym when they were on holidays before and here they are over in Bali. They took an hour out of their day to go to the gym and they felt unreal. Back then to the pool in the bikini, felt so productive and all the feeling I had is then after that pool. <laughs> Balling. It's so funny the way that like even after two weeks people start making some change. They, they can kind of see a difference and then even a, f- a four weeks. But the thing that kind of shocks me the most is they're kind of like how easy it actually was to oh make small little changes and then they're like I can actually do this. And then they, they just think that it's going to be all chicken and broccoli, which I can assure yeah. you is fucking grim and it's not fun. Stay away from that. Stay away. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and like, there's so many, there's so many people on Instagram that you kind of spot, that like you kind of alluded to there. Is there kind of one person that you kind of go to for your information or you kind of push people towards to in regards to kind of where to get their information from? It depends on the person's goal. Like, there's a lot of people, like, say, I love um, Lauren Simpson's page for workout videos. But I also know that Lauren Simpson is shredded all year round. So my clients who, they're doing the exercises, but then they're looking at her absolutely shredded, like, all the time. It's not ideal. So, like, I try to just get everyone to do their own videos of themselves. It's like week one, if you're going into the gym, try and record yourself doing something a deadlift or whatever and then every week try and do the same thing and then just look at your own so like it's very i find it very hard to give people 
like even with my own program that I'm bringing out the my new weight loss program like I don't want to do a photo shoot of me shredded I like do a 10-week prep and there's a picture of me in a bikini I like to try and motivate someone else like the program is full of clients that have lost weight and training videos of my clients and just normal girls who aren't on a prep all year round like it's very very hard for someone who has like three kids at home works full time no time at all to train and then I'm sending them videos of someone who's like shredded to the bone every day of the week and like do you know what I mean they're working for themselves and they're working online so they've like all this time in the world to be training every day and then that's who I'm sending to them for like their daily inspiration it I just feel over the last three years of getting feedback from my clients I don't feel that, that that works for them. But for me, I look at, like, lately, the last couple of months, I am always on, you know, Ali Martin? Yeah. I love his page. He eat like, he trains like a beast, but he still eats so much food. Like, lean all the time, always in shape, like, enjoys himself, goes out. Like, there's nothing about his life that I look at and say, oh my God, like he's in unreal shape, but I'm sure he's no life. He's there eating dried chicken and broccoli. I couldn't do that. Like his life looks very manageable, which is what I want. I think most people that's want. What want. That's, what, that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be able to train, feel good about themselves, progress weekly, but not to the point of where they have absolutely no social life whatsoever. Like I remember when I competed, not even remotely would I go for lunch with someone if they asked me no chance like I was way too busy I was like oh my god couldn't look at food like don't even ask me to go on a night out I remember one time I went out and I was at home in 20 minutes I couldn't have been more allergic I wasn't drinking I couldn't get food on the way home I had to prep I had to be up at whatever time to do my cardio I sure I was just miserable yeah there's no point in doing that because you have you have to you have to be comfortable in whatever you do whether it kind of like in a relationship whether it's work or whatever it is like you said you were kind of running yourself into the ground with kind of the errors and, and I, I can relate to that I was probably running myself into the errors for probably about seven eight months and I kind of took a step back uh feel a lot better and been able to do more time put, kind of putting out stuff putting out content putting out the podcast and stuff like that so so much better and it's not all about the money and stuff like that so I can I can definitely relate to what you just said so I've got a few more questions um you're you're out in social media an awful lot and do you portraying a positive body image have you kind of have you felt kind of doing that have you had to deal with any negativity coming your way or how have you dealt with the negativity um i was actually talking to someone about this last week i don't actually get a lot of negativity on social media i would have a few years ago when i was doing a lot more like photo shoots and things more so kind of just me all the time whereas now that i like promote my clients more so than myself i don't really get a lot of uh, negative but i also try to stay away from getting involved in like the dramatics of social media so like i see a lot of people they talk about topics that are going to bring controversy and i just don't like i if I put up some like caption with a picture that I knew was going to be very controversial, I would be like full of anxiety. I'd be sitting there at the phone waiting for negative messages. Like I just wouldn't be able to first. So I just don't do it at all. Like anything, there's always something in the fitness industry 
that comes up and people want to debate about it on their story or they want to talk about it and give their opinion. But like, if I just don't feel the need to at all. I just stay away from it and keep my anxiety at bay where I'm not like dreading a, another male coming in and just having to deal with the negatives. No, I just don't. Uh, yeah, that, that and that's fair enough. Kind of stay, stay away. away from it. Uh, so we've got one more question then we'll kind of talk about yourself and team Oroor so I sent you over kind of a list of questions and one of the questions was on it was what is your motto for life if you do have one motto for life what do I say to my clients all the time my main motto anyway is you versus you I don't feel the need to compare my progress or even though, like, we all do it. I do, like, day to day. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I should have achieved this today. I should have done this last week. But, like, over time, I feel it comes with experience. Like, everyone, when they start out, they're going to compare to someone. But, like, if someone's training four years and you're training two weeks, you're not going to look the same. Like, you can't possibly go on to someone's Instagram and see them with, like, huge quads, huge glutes, abs out, and be like, oh, my God, I'm training every day of the week for the last 16 weeks and I don't look like that like the person is probably training five years they're not you're not even remotely going to look like that in a short space of time but what you can do is track your own progression so like if you use progress photos I would advise throwing the scales away and staying a million miles away from it um you use your own photos take your own videos and just compare those like when I started day one in comparison to what my physique looks like now or even just my mentality towards training now it's completely different so if you actually put the time in and don't give up because in eight weeks you don't look like your favorite Instagram person just stay training and compare you to you when you first started I love that model I absolutely love that one. I've like I've had I've finally started doing kind of the mottos questions kind of towards the end of the last maybe five podcasts. Uh, but like everyone's one is so it's so brilliant. My one's uh, just be sound. Takes more effort to be a prick. Yeah, be normal. That's what I say. Just be normal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what is normal these days? That's the problem. What is normal? Oh my god, that is a good question. Yeah. Um. What so. Is normal? What is coming up next for Team ROR? There was big news during the week. Team ROR. Well, the next big thing for me is bringing out my weight loss program. That is going to be three years of personal training, online coaching, all in the one program. So it's going to be, you just basically, every question I've ever been asked, every bit of information I have on food, training, training videos, my journey, everything is going to be in this one program whereby you will just um, buy the program and you will go and do it yourself. There's no having to check in weekly. Um, there is no being... Uh, when you sign up for a program, there will be no questions that you need to ask. It will all be on this program for you. To do with food, training, mindset. I have a full mindset chapter in it. Um, it's all there in the one file for you. And outside of that, I'm going to Ibiza. With Rebecca Gillen, we're doing a retreat, very excited, and I'm hoping to do a lot more retreats. Groups of girls going to all different training camps, um, that is one thing I really, really want to focus on in the next year. I, I, love, I, I, I absolutely love your message for kind of body confidence, particularly for kind of the females. 
I love your outlook on life. I love the fact that you've got, you kind of like need to look, you realize that you need to look after yourself. You went traveling um, look after your kind of mental health and all that kind of stuff. And I can relate a lot to that. Uh, so thank you so much for giving up your time. We had a little bit of technical issues at the beginning of the episode. My pleasure. <laughs> so <laughs> There's always technical issues when I'm involved. Always. <laughs> so thank you it so takes much. It me years to figure out things that people get in a week. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for coming on. I will tag you in everything. I'll put all your contact information up on the write-up as well. Uh, and the episode will be up on iTunes and up on Spotify and stuff like that. So everyone can listen to it there. So thank you so much for coming on, Rebecca. No problem. Thanks for having me.